0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Have you ever felt the pain of being undervalued or overlooked? John Gray suffered both as a victim of sexual abuse and bullying, divorced parents, and an alcoholic father.
1: All of the negative things that have happened in your life were not God sentencing you to pain. He was trusting you with it. Wow. You can be trusted with pain. You can be trusted with treasure because the treasure comes from the pain. It comes from the process.
0: Next on Life Today.
2: joining us. I'm Betty and mr. James. Yeah, and John Gray is with us. Uh, he says I'm number eight. <laughs> yeah. uh, David was number eight child. Uh, John was here years ago, probably six or seven years ago. And then, and then I saw him other times. I saw him at Gateway. I saw him at a, an art conference. And, and I'm, I'm going to introduce him, and we're going to welcome him, and then I'm going to tell you what I felt about him. Would you welcome John Gray? Thank to <laughs> you.
1: Hey buddy, honored to see you, sir. I'm on buddy.
2: You know, you, you came here uh, the first time and you were funny and you entertained us, but, but boy, I could tell something really special about you. And then I saw you at Gateway and I saw you really, you were part of a praise and maybe some even laughter and so forth, but you said some things there and I can remember sitting there watching you and I thought there is really something very special about the relationship with God, and what was flowing through you was was profound. It was powerful. It wasn't like, it wasn't like something that just uh, is uh, trite or just uh, religious, but it was powerful. And then I just was just taken back when I found out that uh, you know the uh, the largest television. Uh, outreach uh, on Sunday mornings and and then many times through the week is Lakewood and Joel Osteen. Of course, I go back to uh, being with his dad as one of the first encouragers when God stretched me beyond my Baptist circle sometimes, yes, which kind of can limit us. And he said, go to the whole church, the whole world, help the church be whole, become a servant, not just a spokesman, but a servant spokesman. And uh, I I watched the journey there and then all of a sudden realized there you are and then you're more than there you are, you're now preaching and you preach on Wednesday nights on a regular basis as a pastoral ministry and you're powerful and you'll have maybe 9,000 or 10,000 people there and a lot of people's lives transformed. Is this a miracle? It's just, it's huge and how in the world do you explain it, John?
1: You can't explain it. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Um... I grew up uh, in a home where my mother and father divorced when I was very young. Uh, Whatever I am in front of you and in front of your audience and your television audience, I am because my mother is a praying woman and she was relentless in keeping me in the presence of Jesus. Uh, She didn't just talk it, she lived it and so she Praise was God. she walked Jesus in front of me and so Thank whatever you. Thank you. Thank you. whatever i am it's because she was relentless in prayer she ran interference to the devil she told the devil that he wasn't going to take me that i was going to be better than what i came from and that i was going to be a man that left a legacy and and that's exactly what God is doing here. I watched my mother build bridges beyond race, beyond cultural boundaries of specificity. I watched my mother become broad and loving, and these were lessons that have informed me to this day. Being at Lakewood is not just about being at the largest platform uh, in this country from a media standpoint or even a venue standpoint. It's about being able to reach Countless nations with the gospel of Jesus and being an extension of pastor Joel's heart and building bridges in a time where culture Unfortunately still matters, but the only color that matters to me is red and that's the blood of Jesus And so all of the other things have to fall away. There ain't gonna be no black section in heaven. Won't be a white section of heaven or a Mexican section of heaven. Won't be a Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, or holiness section a fire, of heaven. There's gonna be one heaven. You got it. And if you got a problem with diversity, heaven's gonna be a
2: problem for you. You got that. Right. And it is absolutely beautiful, and there is, there, everyone is unique. Yes. Uh, no one is uh, unimportant. That's right. Everybody's a vital part of the body of Christ. I just wish we could get over the division. It's the devil. The father of lies is also the father of dissension and division and the main primary accuser of the
1: brethren. That's right. And he's got the brethren joining him in accusation. It's time to stop. It's time to stop. And I think what your program, what you and your wife have been able to do in building bridges and always sharing the gospel of Jesus and having so many diverse voices on has allowed people to see that what we think has separated us. actually shouldn't be separating us at all. We are we're much more in line than people think. You love Jesus, you believe he's the only way to the Father, you believe he died and rose again, you believe he's coming back. If we got them things in common that makes us family. My skin might look a little different from yours, but it's the same Jesus. My expression may be different from yours, it's the same Jesus. My passion may be expressed differently, but it's the same Jesus. And that's what matters to me. I will unrelentless I will be relentless and on apologetic and preaching the gospel of Jesus and that's what I told the Lord when I said yes to his calling and that's what my mother prayed for I'm number eight. Significance of that title. Overlooked, undervalued, but not forgotten by God. 1 Samuel 16. Hallelujah. Uh, Samuel comes to Jesse's house in Bethlehem. He's looking for a king. Jesse pulls out seven sons, and and Samuel's trying to pour oil, and the oil, symbolic of the Holy Ghost, said, nope, I'm not going nowhere. Everybody stay in the bottle. Nothing's moving. No oil is flowing. The the sons are waiting, and the bottle's like, I'm not going nowhere. To the seventh son, and Samuel says this, are all the young men here? And then Jesse said, well there yet remains the youngest, but you don't want him. He's the one. That's he's number eight. One. Yeah, he's number, you don't want him. He's the one out in the field keeping the sheep. You don't want him. Nobody sees him as valuable. Samuel says, send for him. We will not sit down until he comes. I don't know who this is for, but God has people standing, waiting for you to arrive. Things won't get started until you show up. This is the power of the Holy Ghost, that God will hide the, the anointing in plain sight. David was right there the entire time. His brothers didn't like him. His father couldn't see him, but God had called him. And as David was walking to the house, he had no clue that it was the last time he'd walk as a regular boy. He was going to be anointed a king within a few moments. And as the oil flowed, it flowed from, and he was still dirty from being in the field. This is what (laughs) blesses me. He was still dirty. He didn't have time to get cleaned up. He didn't get time to wash up. He got the oil and he was still dirty, which means God will see you in your mess and still anoint you for his purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Somebody bless the Lord. David, David was anointed the king. He was number eight. Eight is the new beginning. He was the eighth son of a forgotten man in Bethlehem. But there was also somebody else they overlooked in Bethlehem. Hmm. Thousand years later, (laughs) here he comes. For unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior. Tis Christ the Lord. And so, This David who was overlooked and undervalued was the same lineage that my Savior came through. So for every person that has ever felt overlooked, undervalued, perhaps your gifts and callings were lost on people who had more resources, more degrees, and better pedigree. God has a purpose for your life. You can't sneak into the earth. You have to be spoken into the earth. And if God spoke you, you got a purpose. And if you got a purpose, you're going to live it out, and you will not return to him void. That's what number eight is about, because I shouldn't be here talking. I should be somewhere in a grave, but because God had a purpose for my life, he snatched me out where other young men didn't make it out, and now I get to tell people that Jesus can work it out.
2: (laughs) I love it. Okay, now in the book, because you've only got, this is not Oprah, so we don't don't have an hour. This is not Dr. Phil. We got just so much time, and our viewers, they love to help people and totally change their lives. So we've got limited time, but you poured a lot in this book. Yes sir. So if people go to the bookstore, go online and order it and get it. What what do you want to happen in their life? What do you want them to get out of it because you know, you've you've had some pretty rough things. You were yeah. abused when you were a little boy. Yeah, I was four it years has ago. a terrible effect. You've been through a lot and you know people are going through a lot. What do you want them to get out of the book?
1: You know that every negative experience, everything that the enemy has thrown was actually preparation for purpose. When I was abused at four years old, not by family members, two teenage boys from the neighborhood, one stood by while the other did this awful thing. It was on the front lawn of my home. My mother was inside the house. Cars were driving past, no one stopped. And for years I didn't tell anyone, and I remember saying, I was gonna tell my mother, and the, the the teenage guy said, he said, if you tell, you'll be the one who gets in trouble. And so I kept this thing that happened inside for until I was 19, maybe. And I realize that the enemy loves secrets. He loves, he loves to keep things in the dark. That's why Jesus is the light of the world. And when the light of the Holy Spirit gets in those dark places, it shows you that the enemy was a liar from the beginning. And that what happened in my childhood does not have to inform my destiny, even though it was sent to cause me to question my worth, my value, and my identity, what happened is that my mother introduced me to Jesus and I made him my savior at seven years old. So what the enemy sent as a seed actually became a foundation. And so now what he meant for bad, God meant for good. And so where I didn't have a father growing up, now I have my own children. I can build a legacy. And where I didn't see a good marriage, now I can begin to break those curses and chains. What this book is about is saying all of the negative things that have happened in your life were not God sentencing you to pain. He was trusting you with it. Wow. Mm -hmm. You can be trusted with pain. You can be trusted with treasure. Because the treasure comes from the pain. It comes from the process. And this book is to encourage people in their walk that God doesn't waste pain and there are no forgotten lives. And that as believers it doesn't mean that we won't struggle. But our faith is the filter through which we see uh, our struggles and our pain. The lens of the cross clarifies why I had to go through what I went through. And it's not just for me. It's for the people that are connected to me. So when I say I am number eight, I'm just declaring that I'm a new beginning and I'm something new in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation. I have value. I have purpose. I have identity and I can bring value. But most people didn't see that but that's the power of God just anointing you in front of the folk that thought they knew you. You go from anonymous to necessary in one moment. You go from, what's your name again, to we've been expecting you in one moment. You go from the kid that was opening at the art conference at Gateway to sitting with Pastor James and Betty on Life Today. Don't tell me what God
0: won't do.
3: <laughs>
2: I, uh, I look at, at the view of my, own, my own childhood. I, uh, I didn't have a father, and most people know, you know, the product of a forced relationship on a hospice nurse, and she got pregnant at 40 and had me at 41 because the doctor wouldn't abort me, and then I grew up in real extreme poverty, but one of the things that happened in that pain was I saw pain, I saw hurt, I saw people that were overlooked, and when I found my way to the mission fields of the world, after preaching to the big crowds and coliseums and stadiums and seeing you know literally millions of people come to christ when i went over and saw the overlooked in the third world countries and primarily in africa i asked the lord if he wanted me to stay there and and uh, the missionaries encouraged me please don't it wasn't that they didn't you know like me in bed they liked us but they said if you'll go back and tell the people that watch you on television to help us and keep us here then we won't have to spend a lot of our time trying to get support you could keep us here Wow. And, and make us effective. We came back to do it and I didn't know if people would help but, but amazingly they did. And I've been doing this two or three years and I got a call from Joel's dad. And this is when Joel is still back doing cameras Camera and back word. behind yes, the sir. scenes, you know. <laughs> he had no clue, he's like you, he had no clue. I mean, he, he just like you. He would never believe he'd be where he is. Yes, sir. And matter of mm-hmm. fact, everybody around him didn't and probably his own family didn't. But Joel's dad, John, called me. And I had preached for him at Lakewood and he'd he'd known my journey and he knew knew what was going on. And he watched God stretch me and he really blessed me. But he called me and he said, I need to tell you, James, you and Betty something. He said, I'm a mission-minded pastor and I want to thank you and I want to thank Betty. You have brought the mission fields of the world and the missionaries into our homes all over America. And he said, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you, James, you and Betty. And you know what, John, that's the truth. We have allowed the world to see the compassion of God through missionaries that literally placed their lives in the midst of indescribable suffering and pain. They marched into hell for a heavenly cause. And, And it's a joy for these people to undergird them. And isn't it wonderful that God gives all of us that opportunity? And it was out of my own pain that I could better identify with the pain of others and reach out and touch it with the love of God because of people like in this studio and people watching us all over the world.
1: I think that that is the calling of the gospel for all of us that we have a mission field, a local mission field, but we also support the spreading of the gospel throughout all the world. And when you have gone through pain and tragedy, you empathize with those who don't have resources, who don't have clean drinking water, who don't have uh, proper housing. And when we have been given so much, I believe it is the calling of God and the mandate of the church for us to extend. This was the book of Acts, that we had all things common and distributed to each one as they had need and the church grew daily.
2: You like this, has God given this man a gift? (laughs) You know what I believe, I believe our daughter Robin, Betty and our daughter Robin, I believe she's watching. I think sometimes she says, that's good, Dad. But you know who else I saw watching just now? This was, this was, I just saw it. I saw Martin Luther King looking down at you.
1: Hallelujah. And
2: said, that man can communicate. Wow. Do you agree he's got a gift from God wow. to communicate with power? It is a supernatural gift. Wow! I saw it on you the first time you came here, doing more entertainment and having fun. But I saw you when you stood on that platform and I watched you when you were more of an MC. But all of a sudden in that moment, God just flowed through you like a river. And I remember thinking, dear God in heaven, what have you given us? And John, God gave me a love for you and a prayer for you. And I got to be honest with you, boy, he lifted you up and put you in a place. And Joel, uh, you know, just listen to me a minute. I sure love you. And I want you to know. You poured God's grace all over this very worthy man to receive it because this man will release the river that flows in freely to all people. And I really believe that's what you want to do. It's what everybody in the body of Christ should do. Just release the life and the love of God freely like a river. And I thank you, Joel. Thank you so much. Would you just say thanks so much to God and thank you to John Gray? Wow. Boy, you 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 are special. You know, both of us are named after a disciple. But boy, if there was one, and my, you know, one of them, James, was the son of thunder, and a lot of people think that'd be me one of those. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. Boy, there just never was such a disciple as John. And I mean, I know I'm named James, but John became a hero. And not only leaning on Jesus and wanting to be close to Him, but spending those last years looking out, think about it, separated on an island, looking across that sea, speaking directly the word of God, the direct mind of God and the heart of God to Hallelujah. the churches for the ages. But then he said something in the end, there'll be no more sea, no more separation, John. Jesus. No more separation from our loved ones. No more separation Hallelujah. from Robin. No more separation from anything that cuts you off from all those things that are precious to you. I'm telling you, God is offering us such an incredible place in his heart and he wants to express his heart through us freely. Father, I pray we'll let you do what you want to do through us and you get the glory in Jesus' name. John, you're a tremendous blessing. Our viewers, just like I said about, about Joel's dad saying, you brought the mission fields of the world in our homes. I'm going to tell you this, we wouldn't be able to keep bringing them into your homes if you didn't enable us to keep those missionaries' hands filled so it wasn't just hearts full, but they had the ability to meet the needs of the people. And the greatest joy most of you tell us you have is giving people water for life and telling them about the water of life. And I'm telling you, if we can keep drilling these water wells, it just changes everything for millions of people. I want you to watch, please. I want you to watch very closely and very prayerfully and say, God, what can I do right now? I promise you, there's something you can do this moment to become somebody's miracle. Watch, please.
3: These worn paths provide routes for people and animals alike so they can make their way to water sources. The problem with that is in most villages, families have to share the very same water source with the animals.
2: Animals drinking and uh, sad as feces, these ladies are here washing. And you can see by looking at the water that uh, you you wouldn't want to wash your clothes in it. But uh, they do, but the problem is people drink this, and it's absolutely, 100% contaminated, and it is killing people here in Africa.
3: It is hard to imagine the impact these polluted water sources have on a person, until you take a look at the facts. The lack of safe water is one of the world's largest causes of illnesses, and even more tragic, is the fact that these waterborne illnesses are one of the leading causes of death for children under the age of five. You know, Jesus says in the book of John, he who believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. When you help us bring clean water to these villages, you're really making a difference and bringing life to people who desperately need a sense of hope. Thank you so much for giving. Thank you for working together to bring the love of God to these people, just one cup of water at a time.
2: Wow, and you know what? That is exactly what happens. It's a cup of water at a time, but but when you give them a well, think about this. Jesus said, if you just give a cup of water in my name, you won't lose your reward. And I don't start jumping around, what is that reward? Leave that in God's hands. He knows what it looks like. He knows what's best. Sometimes we don't. But he says, if you just give a cup of water in my name, in other words, you you see a need and you meet. it. Betty, what would happen if we give a well of water? And you and I have been doing that now for years. Mm -hmm. We ask God to let us, every time the missionaries bring the opportunity, God, please let us be able to give a well. Some of you have joined in that prayer. And you've told us, God miraculously has enabled us to do it. And and we have some who will give several wells during the course of the year. I, I don't know what you can do. But I know one thing, nothing you do is small. It's huge. And if you gave just one family water, then what a miracle. But think about the reality of this. The wells cost $4,800. If you can give one, Betty and I are asking God to move on you and lead you to do it and enable you to do it. So if you can give a well, 4,800, please do it. If you can give more than one, do it. But, But here's the thing I want you to understand. I think it's very important that you get this. Most of the resources that come in to drill the wells come from gifts of $48 or $144. I use those examples. A a $48 gift gives 10 people, basically when you break it out, water the rest of their life. So you're giving many cups of water for those 10 people the rest of their life. 144, and you've given 30 people water the rest of their life. Cups of water every day. Can you do that? I pray you will. And let me tell you another miracle. There are many areas we can't get drilling rigs in because of the terrain. We just simply can't get up into that rugged area. But God answered a prayer and gave us a filter system that works like dialysis. And you can give three families their own filter system to filter any kind of water. And it's an absolute fact. It'll purify it, get all the germs and all the deadly stuff out of it, and give them clean, fresh, clean drinking water. That we can give three families that for $100. So... Would you do that? There's a level at which you can help. And if you can drill the well, do the 48. If you can give 1,200 and pray three, join you, we got it. Or 2,400 and pray another person joins you. You've got a prayer answered and you become a miracle answer to prayer. we got another well. So whatever you can do, I want you right now to go online, Life Today, or dial the number. People are calling in right now praying to receive the water of life to have somebody agree with them in prayer. And, and that call is, is paid for by love. So you call or go online, take your bank card, please use it the way you should always use it, like a check and make the gift God put on your heart. Would you please do that? Father, I pray every person watching will move right now to get their card to make the call or go online and make the gift you put on their heart. In Jesus name, thank you. Please do it. And thank you so much for giving life.
0: Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink dirty, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. You can help end the suffering because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 400 water wells in remote villages in over 15 nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people, a gift of $48 will help provide for 10, $72 will provide for 15 people, and $144 will help provide fresh, life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the riches of Christ, what true prosperity looks like filled with wisdom, prayers, and scripture. James Robinson adds insight from what God has shown him about finding contentment in the Father's provision for your life. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Children of the World Storybook Bible. This easy to read Bible features colorful art by children from nearly 50 countries around the world. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people, or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well, and you may request the Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
3: You know, the numbers can be daunting at times. There are so many people around the world who are suffering from the lack of clean water. Just yesterday, I heard a story about a mother who lost her two-year-old daughter to contaminated water. Now she's just hoping her one-year-old boy is gonna survive. She's hoping. There's thousands more that are still drinking contaminated water every day, and they're just hoping to somehow survive. So please go to your phones, go to the website, whatever's the most convenient, and give that generous gift today. Because it's through the generosity of people's giving that lives here can be changed forever through a simple cup of clean water.
2: If you'd like to have John's book, it's in the bookstores. It's online. What a blessing it'd be. Well, I wish everybody that had challenges in their home and and maybe didn't have a father. I I didn't. Maybe you didn't even have a praying mother, but you got a Jesus that died for you. Yes, sir. Get this book. And if you gave a cup of water, you help us with with just to give these precious children and their families some clean water. And you'd like to have uh, John Gray's book, we'll send it to you, okay? You just ask for it. Join Betty and me and said thanks to John. Really appreciate it. Bless you, bless Lakewood. Bless all your outreaches. Bless you, family in Houston. I was born in Houston. Born again in Houston. Married in Houston. Love you, God bless you, God bless all of you.
3: You know, rules are good to give some kind of order, but grace and love are what we need to live.
0: Spend Wednesdays in the Word tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.